Welcome to the Encourage Her Community Podcast. I'm Joe, your co-host here at Encourage Her. Welcome to the community. We are women who choose to encourage. In a world full of critics, we need more encouragers. Let's get some encouragement today. Happy Monday. Good morning, encouragers. It's Joe, co-host for the podcast Encourager Community at FCC. Last week, we began our whole new theme, and Sarah kicked us off with a message of hope. Each month, as you know, we will begin a new theme, and then the following three weeks, we'll sort of build upon that theme. And last week, Sarah talked all about being a woman of faith, a faith builder being a woman who desires to build her faith. So I've been thinking about this, and my job today, the second week of each month, is we will talk about the practical part. Our senior pastor at FCC often says, let's put shoes to this, or let's put feet to this. It's like, how do we actually walk this out? This sounds like a great concept, right? Or a beautiful idea, being a woman of faith, someone who builds her faith. It may even feel some days a little daunting um, or a little grand. And then other days it might feel kind of basic to you. Like, well, yeah, I'm a woman of faith. What do you mean? Of course I am. Well, I wanted to kind of dig into that a little bit and put, like we said, some shoes to that. So how do we walk that out? I'm hoping to give you some practical things, maybe even things you've done before and just need to start doing again. Maybe a practice you've never tried um, or maybe just something that you need to ponder and process with the Lord. You know, where am I at, God, in my faith building? How's it going? Um, just taking some time with him. So let me just pray before we start. Uh, dear Lord, thank you so much for this time. Thank you for the women listening. We just pray that this podcast is an outpouring of the hearts of women um, who love you. And we pray that by sharing it, it will encourage and inspire her and that she will feel led to, to share it um, and just spread the hope that we have found. Thank you for this time. Thank you for technology and cool ways that we get to share your word. In your name, amen. All right. So as I was thinking about building, I just thought about literal building. I am not a handy person necessarily. I like crafty stuff. I love fixing up my house. Um, I don't know anything about architecture or building or anything like that. So as I was just kind of thinking about it and I was processing, I thought about three things, pretty basic things. Keep in mind. I'm not a builder. I'm not a carpenter. Um, But I was just thinking about building. And when I was, I was thinking about foundation, bricks, and plumb line. So I'm going to use those three words again, foundation, bricks, and plumb line. And I'm going to be asking you three questions today. And I'm hoping and praying that those questions will encourage you to think about, again, your day-to-day and what it looks like for you to faith build in practical ways. So my first question is, what is your foundation? Sarah said last week when she was talking about faith and faith building, that faith comes from hearing, hearing the good news of Christ. So what that means is if you've heard the good news of Christ and you've accepted it to be true and you've acknowledged Jesus as your savior, You've begun journeying in your faith, and you have the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God, inside of you. So the Lord is your foundation. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, and this sounds kind of weird, contact us. 
We'd love to talk to you about what it means to have a personal relationship with Jesus. I'd love to talk to you more personally about that. So would Sarah. So would any of the ladies at FCC. But for many listening, the Lord is your foundation. Our foundation. It's incredible. In the Bible, it references God in several ways regarding a foundation. And just a few that I thought of was in 2 Samuel twenty two forty seven. It refers to God as the rock of my salvation. Um, I did the study with Lisa Brevere a few years ago called Adamant, and she talked all about this, just that God is our adamant, our unwavering, unshakable, rock-hard, solid God. Unmoving, never changing, always reliable, always dependable God. In Psalm 118, it refers to Jesus as the stone that the builders refused, who came, who became our cornerstone. And cornerstone in building, as many of you know, it's the very first stone to be laid in the foundation. And then after that stone, every other stone or brick is laid based on that stone. So it's laid upon that stone. And the cornerstone is what keeps it strong and sturdy. And everything is laid out in the pattern of the cornerstone. So from doing that study, as I said, with Lisa Bevere called Adamant, which I highly recommend, I actually have a stone that I wrote on, and I wrote, Jesus is our pattern. And I still have it today. When I get nervous, I actually wore it um, in my pocket recently. Uh, I started teaching a wellness class, and it was my first class. I was a little nervous, so I put the rock in my pocket, and I just kind of rub it sometimes. It's almost like a worry rock, but it says Jesus is our pattern. And that's the truth in faith. That's our goal, I should say, is that Jesus is our cornerstone. He is our foundation, and our life is built upon him. So our foundation is God, is Jesus. It's his word. It's the Holy Spirit. And we build our life upon that. So let's just start right there. We have a solid rock foundation, which we're meant to build upon. So that brought me, of course, to thinking about the bricks, the stones that are laid after the cornerstone. So my second question for you today is, how do you choose your bricks? Right? In 1 Corinthians 3, there's a section of scripture where Paul is talking to the body, uh, the church body, and he's explaining to them that they are not just mere humans. He doesn't want them just relying upon himself or Apollos who came after him in their teachings. He's saying, you are part of this also. You are part of the big church, not just me who's up here preaching, not just Apollos who came after me and watered the seed that I planted in my teachings. You are also a part of the church. And he says it this way, 1 Corinthians 3. Verse 9, for we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. So you are a part of God's building. You are a part of laying the bricks of the kingdom. And you yourself are like a house for the Holy Spirit. And we're asked to protect that. In scripture, it says, guard your hearts. 
right? I always picture like a little stick house with a big red heart in the middle, like a little black, you know, and white clip art stick house with a big red heart in the middle. We are a house, our body is a temple, and it says in scripture, of the Holy Spirit. And we have to be wise as we lay our bricks, as we build our foundation, as we build our life with Jesus. We need to be wise about which bricks we choose and where we lay them and how we lay them and what we lay them upon. And we know we have a cornerstone that will hold it together and to keep us sturdy. But which bricks are we choosing and how and why are we choosing them? And I thought about just a few things, just practically. Are we praying? Are we taking time to pray to God to ask him for wisdom on building up our faith, building our life? What do we build our life upon? What choices are we making? What relationships are we choosing? What shows are we watching? What conversations are we having? Are they faith building? Now, I'm not trying to be legalistic at all. But we want solid building stones as we build our faith. We need to be in the world, but not of the world, right? We need to protect the Holy Spirit that's inside of us. So we pray for wisdom and direction. Then often, you know, I like to do this. I've learned to do this, I should say. We wait for confirmation. Are you doing that? That's something I was taught by a mentor to wait for confirmation. Pray about what you need. Pray about a direction, maybe which school your kids are going to go into, which community group to join, um, which house to buy, which man to date. There could be so many things you're processing and thinking about in your life. And we need to rely upon the cornerstone and lay upon that, build upon that. We wait for confirmation in his word. Maybe he'll give you a scripture. Maybe he'll use um, oh, the word through a pastor and a sermon. Maybe he'll use a song or a friend's advice for confirmation. And then use discernment. Make wise choices as we're choosing our life and we're building our life. Again, this is not about perfection at all. But are you being intentional in living as someone who wants to build her faith? It's not about perfection. It's about protection. Setting yourself up on the cornerstone. Fitting it together in a way that builds your faith. Relying on God to show you how. And as you're building your structure of life, right? You've got your cornerstone. You've found your hope. You begin building your life. You're laying the rocks. God is helping you build the stones. Structure is together. Your house is established, right? Things can happen. Life still happens. Even in your intentional, careful walking with the Lord, life happens. Life is not promised to be easy. Story after story after story in the Bible shows us examples of that. People of faith, hard things happening to them, right? Storms, winds, I'm just thinking of a house, rotting, decay can attempt to destroy our houses or even knock them down. And often, if you've seen even pictures of like tornadoes coming through, if we're thinking about a literal house, tornadoes coming through, you'll notice the wood is gone, the siding is off, the roof might be gone, the entire house might be gone, but often what's left 
What can you still see? The foundation. It remains. It's adamant. It's unchanging. It's unmoving. So as we build our life, we can lose things. Loss is part of life. Um, Wear and tear, right? Fatigue. Things just happen. Uh, Relationships changing, jobs changing, all kinds of things happen in our life as we build our faith, but our foundation never changes. Never changes. So, how can we ensure that as we're building our life and our house of faith, being women of faith, that we have a centered posture, that we don't start to sway the wrong direction or lay a stone on something other than the cornerstone? How can we, I'm going to use this expression, stay plumb as we build? That's my third question for you. Number one was, what is your foundation? Number two is, what are the bricks you're choosing to build your faith with? And number three, how can you stay plumb as you build? I'm going to explain. I'm not talking about the fruit plumb, but how can you stay plumb as you build your faith? So I learned about this. I'm not even sure where, but I learned about this thing called a plumb line. I think it was in the program I just went through called Revelation Wellness, but I honestly can't remember. And it is like this little, how do I explain this? It's like a little weight and it's held on a string. And I actually bought one off Amazon, like a mini version just to have in my office to just remind myself of this concept because I loved it so much. I'm very visual. So this really helped me in thinking about faith in general. Um, But I bought it this summer and I was like, oh, I love this. I just want to have this visible somewhere. So an actual plumb line or it can be called a plummet. It's a weight, as I said, and it's kind of suspended from a string. And it's used often for like a vertical reference line, or it's used to ensure that a structure is centered. You can Google it, plumb line. Um, As they always, plumb lines always are used to find the center of gravity. And they ensure that everything is right and justified and centered. A plumb line doesn't change or move with the whims of the carpenter. And I loved that. The plumb line never changes. So carpenters used to use, and maybe still do, they use these plumb lines to find if the building structure is centered because the weight will sway or move if the building is crooked. It won't stay centered. They hang it vertically, and if it moves or sways, the building is not centered. But the plumb line itself never changes. It doesn't move based on the carpenter. It remains true. And all the work must line up with it, or you have a risk of being crooked. The building could be crooked. So a modern-day version of a plumb line might be a level. Okay, something that's kind of a measure of something being level. Okay, and there's lots of different kinds of levels now. But what's neat is the Bible actually references a plumb line a few times. Every time it's referenced, it's in the Old Testament. The first one was in Isaiah 28, 17. And it says, Behold, I am the one who has laid as a foundation in Zion a stone, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone, or, um, I'm sorry, of a sure foundation. 
Whoever believes will not be in haste, and I will make justice the line, and righteousness the plumb line. So this was the promise of God's strong kingdom and Jesus coming as the plumb line or kind of like the measuring tool to make sure we're centered. How cool is that? Such a neat visual. Then um, another spot in scripture is in the book of Amos when the plumb line is mentioned. So in this part of scripture, the Jews have just come out of captivity from Babylon and they're rebuilding the city and the temple of Jerusalem. And you might remember this part of the story um, that they didn't build it quickly. There was a delay. I think it was like 16 or 17 years of delay. Um, And the delay in the building was because of the Samaritans opposition and then other things. It sounds like maybe distractions, maybe even some like selfish ambition. Um, Other projects, I think at one point people were condemned for building their own homes before working on the temple. So lots was going on to delay um, the project itself. And again, the plumb line is referenced here. And in both, I'm going to read it to you in just a second, but in both instances, the plumb line is referenced as like God's judgment coming, you know, a line that you will be measured against. So in Amos, um, Amos was a prophet and he had this vision. In Amos 7, 7 through 8, it says, This is what he showed me. Behold, the Lord was standing beside a wall built with a plumb line, with a plumb line in his hand. And the Lord said to me, Amos, what do you see? And I said, a plumb line. Then the Lord said, Behold, I am setting a plumb line in the midst. And in this case, um, it was the governor at the time who was going to help um, the Jews rebuild Jerusalem. And he was literally going to be using a plumb line to keep the project centered. But it was more about the person himself, that governor God was going to use to help see the project out so that it would be sound. And he was just giving uh, Amos this vision that it would come to be, that he would provide a plumb line. I heard another quote about a plumb line that I loved. And it says, just as a carpenter's plumb line is not subject to the opinions or the frustrations of the worker, so God's moral standards are not subject to the opinions of man. Wise people are those who line up their lives according to God's plumb line, rather than trying to move it to satisfy their own agendas. And I love this because, first of all, we know Jesus was a carpenter. So just to think that Jesus probably used a plumb line is a cool thing for me. Um, but this couldn't be more true of his life, that he was a human, right? He was, it says, like in there, the carpenter could become frustrated with the project. I'm sure he had human frustrations at times, like physical feelings, visceral reactions that he had to deal with in his own body. And yet he loved all people. Regardless of that, he did not sin. He lived a sinless, perfect life, loving God on earth, Jesus himself, following the plumb line, right? So now, as I said, in scripture, the plumb line itself was used to to kind of sort of almost like a warning or a way for God to judge the people based on a measure. And we no longer live under that judgment. We now live in grace. Um, since Jesus came and took the sin, you know, the punishment for us, we are forgiven. And 
we are, God is not measuring us up necessarily to punish us anymore. We're already forgiven and accepted as we are. However, I do feel that the challenge of living to plumb, as it says, or being centered, the expression is to live at plumb or build a wall at plumb, um, to live at plumb or to stay centered on the cornerstone is still very much a struggle every day for us. Maybe I'm speaking for myself, but it's a moment to moment day-to-day choice to live like Jesus because I'm human and I'm fleshy and I have emotions and people are disappointing and life happens and hard things happen. So to keep coming back every day to that cornerstone to be reminded of my foundation so therefore I can lay my bricks according to that foundation wisely and carefully and try my best right in my humanness to stay centered and build my life to stay plumb. So I was thinking about all this and I was thinking about exercising and it's sort of similar in exercising. As you're building your muscle, you need to rely upon your core. We need to rely upon Jesus. He's our core. He's the Holy Spirit inside of us. We need to rely upon the Holy Spirit and keep our core central and protected as we build the muscles of our faith, as we faith build. I also think community helps. Do you have community? Does that help you stay plumb? People that can kind of help you, they notice when you're a little off balance, right? They notice when you're swaying a little bit here or there, and they're not there to condemn you. They're there to help you and guide you back. I think that's helpful. Community, we're made for community. That's the reality. Um, Rhythms is another one I thought about. Do you rest? Do you allow yourself rest or quiet time with the Lord? Um, I believe we all need this daily. I believe scripture asks us to come to him daily. Um, It says pray without ceasing. So of course we need to work and we need to eat and we need to live and maybe change diapers or make beds. Yes, but our spirit is available throughout the day to be talking to God. Are we resting in him? Are we working from rest? Because we can get pretty worn out and out of center if we're worn out and, you know, ragged. Um, And not just physical rest, but mental, spiritual rest as well. I know some women, I am not good at this, but I thought this would be helpful, is journaling. I think journaling could be a really great way to try to check our hearts and, again, stay centered. You could even go back and look at your journals. You're like, oh, I just have had a rough couple days. Let me go back and reread what I've been writing. Ooh, that sounds a little funky. (laughs) You know, I, I I don't sound right. I think I need to take a nap. I think I need to get in my scripture. I think I need to call a friend. Um, you know, just again, guarding our hearts and protecting ourselves from, um, the enemy because truly everything can throw us off. And, you know, just a reminder again, our house, our temple, our body is the house of the Holy Spirit. And we are asked to protect it and, um, be women who pursue faith and desire to build our faith. And, we don't take the credit. This is not about us. So by me giving you these practical tips today, it's not me saying, here's the perfect equation. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. God is sovereign. God is ultimately the only one who can do it and who can transform you. Um, But these are just ways that we can stay connected to him so that he can do his good work. In Matthew 7, I just would love to end with this quote. Matthew 7, 24 and 25 says, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like wise men who build his house on a rock. 
and the rain will fall and the floods will come and the winds will blow and they will beat that house, but it will not fall because it has been founded on the rock. So let's stay in our foundation, ladies, this week. Let's build our faith. Let's think about the rocks that we're choosing, the bricks that we're laying in our life. What are you building your life upon? What does your life look like? Are those bricks that you're laying in your life, those people, that music, that reading, that book you're reading, that job you have, everything you're doing during the day, your thoughts even, are they faith building? Are you seeking things that help you build your faith? And then are you staying centered as you build your faith? Are you staying plumb? Do you need some help staying plumb? Seek him first. And don't forget community. All right, ladies, I pray this message inspired you. I would love for you to share it with her. If you think of someone who could use this message, please share it. And above all else, be a woman today who encourages her. We're meant to be in the world, not just in our cozy little homes or our cozy little church. We're meant to get out into the dark and hard, ugly world and share the hope that we have found. I pray that you do that this week, and I hope you sign in again next week to listen in to more faith-building messages. Next week, you will hear a personal story about faith-building. Love to you all, sisters. See you again next week. Ladies, I am so honored that you chose to spend some time with me this morning. I hope and pray that the Word of God encouraged you and that you feel inspired to now get out into the world and be a woman who chooses to encourage. Remember, Encourage Her is a God-given, purpose-driven ministry. This podcast is for the taking. It's free for the sharing. Please share it with her. Also, remember to subscribe, like, and follow us on Instagram at Encourage Her Wellness for your daily, quick encouragements throughout the week. From now till then, stay encouraged and choose to encourage her. I'll see you next Monday. Love to you all.